0: what's up guys welcome back to another edition of the dnvr rams podcast presented by chevalier mortgage excited about today's episode had a chance to talk with jade arroyo earlier colorado state 2022 commit tight end out of highlands Ranch. really really humble guy i thought his responses were thoughtful i thought he was honest it was it was nice to you know kind of get his perspective on this whole thing he was actually initially offered by the Mike Bobo staff was then re-offered you know, by Steve Adazio and company, so CSU's been on him since, you know, after his freshman season, and I think that's kind of the the vision that a lot of Ram fans have for this program. It's building it from the inside out. It's identifying that homegrown talent and keeping them in state. It's not letting them, you know, get out. This is a guy that, you know, he's probably being undervalued, I think, by especially, you know, by CU and some of these other programs, so the fact that you know you're able to get him. I think it's it's a good opportunity. I like the way that I like the way that he plays. You know the the available film is slightly limited, but he's got great hands. Uh, really, really consistent. You know, downfield receiving option. This guy that's not afraid to get dirty in the trenches has background at defensive end as well. So you know I think that's going to help him translate as a blocker at the next level. Just a a guy with a lot of potential. So I think you know Ram fans are really going to be. Excited about what he'll, you know, bring, assuming that he does sign. And I think you guys are gonna enjoy this interview. So before we get into that, also want to congratulate uh, Leonard Perry. Leonard Perry was the associate head coach for Colorado State men's basketball from 2012 through 2016. He's just one of those guys that's kind of universally beloved. I've never I've never had a former player or you know, colleagues say a single bad thing about him. I didn't get to know him that well, you know, being completely honest. I did get to meet him a handful of times, but he was promoted to head coach at the uh, University of Pacific today. Great opportunity for him. He's been the associate head coach there since leaving CSU. I think, you know, it's just, it's really cool to see him get promoted in-house. Damon Stoudemire, who was their head coach, obviously a longtime NBA player. He's taken a job with the Nets, I believe, I Should I double-check that? He's taking a job in the NBA, and so it's uh, Leonard Perry. He's got another chance to be a head coach. Previously was the head coach at Idaho, his alma mater. He actually played under Larry Eustace at Idaho, coached under Eustace for a bunch of years at a bunch of different stops, including uh, Southern Mississippi, Utah State, CSU. But one of the good guys, one of the good guys in college basketball, so excited to see him get that opportunity. Just kind of wanted to briefly acknowledge it in case you missed it on Twitter. He got that promotion today, so shout-out to him. Really cool opportunity. Also want to shout-out CSU basketball alum Greg Smith. He is going to be participating in TBT, the basketball tournament, this summer. Really cool opportunity for him to potentially make some money. He will be playing with the Omaha Blue Crew, which is predominantly made up of Creighton men's basketball alumni, but he will be teaming up with them. He's an Omaha native you know, one of the the best players to come out of that area. So really cool opportunity for him. I'll certainly, you know, be cheering him on. Hopefully, you know, we should be able to get him on the podcast. I'll have to hit him up. He's a guy that's doing some local uh, basketball training. So if you're in the market for that sort of thing, hit him up. But he'll be participating in TBT. The last thing I want to talk about just in terms of general news before we get into that Jade Arroyo interview, is uh, actually on the the same line of thinking. It has to do with CSU football. They picked up their 12th verbal commit of the 2022 cycle. Another tight end, John Locke out of O'Connor High School out in uh, Helodes, Texas. I hope that I'm pronouncing that city right. 6'4", 215. According to his Twitter bio, runs a 458 40-yard dash. And based on what I saw in his huddle, that doesn't seem to be that unrealistic. He's a guy that moves really well in the open field good hands. I mean, between him and Jade Royo, obviously, who we're talking to today, some really intriguing tight end prospects, you know, working their way into the mix should be, you know, on campus in the next couple of years. So intriguing stuff, you know, obviously it's been a different recruiting approach under Adazio. They're not really concerned with stars or any of that stuff. They're just trying to find guys that are, you know, probably under the radar a little bit, those diamond and the rough type recruits, guys that have raw traits that you like a lot and have the right work ethic, right mentality, then you bring them in, you coach them up, you develop them. And, you know, you build a a successful program that way. There have been, you know, a lot of schools. Wyoming comes to to mind under Craig Bull. He did the same thing at North Dakota State. Sonny Lubick did a lot of that, you know, during his time at CSU. But even a guy like, you know, Bill Snyder at Kansas State, you know, he, he brought in JUCO players that, you know, were overlooked. He brought in, you know, guys that didn't have, you know, all the crazy offers and, he was able to, to build a winner that way. So you can win, you know, with that tough nose, you know, grind it out type, you know, recruiting approach. You just, you have to find the right guys. So we'll have to see. Really intrigued by both of these guys. I think that's about it as far as news goes. So we'll just jump right on into that interview with Jade DeRoyo. Big thank you to him. Again, uh, Highlands Ranch, class of 22, tight end. Really, really excited about his potential. And I really enjoyed this interview with him. I'm going to play that here in just a sec. But first, guys, it is stressful trying to buy a house right now. If you've attempted this process, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The Housing market is crazy in Colorado. Let Mike and Virginia Chevalier take the burden off this extremely difficult process. They're going to alleviate so much stress. They're going to take some of that worry off your plate. Chevalier Mortgage's ultimate goal is to take the stress out of buying and refinancing. They strive to give their borrowers options with their full financial picture in mind and with the highest level of integrity always putting their borrowers first. They've got a fun perk for DNVR listeners. They are proud DNVR members. They're CSU alums, so you know that you can trust them. They work nights and weekends to make sure their clients are getting the best loan for their situation. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com. Enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. Most importantly, you're going to get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. I'm telling you, Mike and Virginia Chevalier, Some of the best in the business, they're going to work their tails off for you. If you're a little more old school, you want to talk to somebody on the phone, that's okay. Just give Mike a call directly. Do so at 970-412-2472. That's 970-412-2472. Or you can always visit dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. All right, joining me on the DNBR Rams podcast, presented by Chevalier Mortgage. Got a special guest today, Jade Arroyo, Colorado State 2022 Commit, tight end out of Highlands Ranch. Jade, thank you so much for doing this. And I guess, you know, just kind of right off the bat, you know, what was your family's reaction? You're a local kid, you're in state, you're staying in Colorado. You know, how did they kind of react to that news?
1: You know, they supported me all throughout the whole process. Um, they visited uh, Colorado, Colorado State with me a few times. Uh, they love it up there. They love the coaches, uh, especially Coach Booth. You know, he supported me the whole way. And uh, my mom is really supportive of it. Whole family, whole family was. So it's pretty, I, felt, I felt supported throughout the whole process.
0: You know, some guys, especially in high school, they kind of want to, I don't know, like branch out, go to another state for college or something like that. Was there ever a point where you were kind of considering – You know, maybe I want to go out just to experience something different.
1: You know, I always wanted to explore, of course. I wanted to explore different environments. Um, But I I love the atmosphere at Colorado State and um, the hometown vibe. And I'm looking forward to representing my, uh, my home state.
0: You know, you visited CSU, I believe, like back in 2018 for the first time when it was Mike Bobo. That's the staff that offered you. Did that kind of stick with you that, you know, CSU is, you know, like the first big school to kind of be interested in you and, and, you know, offer you to play at the D1 level?
1: Yeah, of course. You know, um, they offered me after my freshman year. So they obviously believed in me a lot. And then that really didn't change when the new coaching staff came in. Um, They were the same way. They supported me and uh, believed in my talents enough to uh, reoffer me and continue the process.
0: Could you tell, was it, you know, a different vibe with this new staff than it was when you visit, visited the first time under the old one? Was it, you know, did it like feel different at all?
1: Um, I mean, of course it did because, um, I met this coaching staff when they were hired. I met the old one when they're, uh, kind of already in in the groove, but, uh, this, this new coaching staff is definitely, uh, no, no, they're not, they know what they're doing. And, uh, you could tell as soon as they got hired, they, they wanted to make an impact right away. And you can tell, uh, with the type of things they bring into practice because I visited the practice uh, before COVID and they just bring a different type of vibe, For of course, coming from the East Coast as well.
0: Yeah. You know, they're, Adazio, he's a little bit more old school, obviously, kind of yeah. a, you know, smash mouth, tough, grinded out. Is that, you know, something you embrace? Are you kind of looking forward to playing for that, like, hard-nosed, co- hard-nosed type coach?
1: It is, yeah. Uh, I, I went to camp um, early June and uh, they were coaching me hard. Uh, I love the old school kind of coaching, especially during a camp. It's different, but uh, I'll, I'll really like it when I get up there, especially being a tight end. You know, you do everything and it's kind of a old school kind of position where uh, you have to be different to play it.
0: How did the camp go for you? Do you feel like you perform well? And was it kind of good just to get out there again? I mean, last summer was so weird not having these camps and not, you know, having people coming on to campus and getting to do their tours and stuff. Yeah, well.
1: uh, I actually visited uh, the campus more uh, a day before. And then Coach Booth kind of used it just as an evaluation, a re-evaluation, because um, he, he hadn't seen me in so long. Because the last time he saw me, uh, the coaching staff just got hired. But, yeah, it was kind of it was kind of, he said, just to get the feel of the new staff and get a feel of him um, coaching me, especially one-on-one time uh, during the camp. So it was really good to be able
0: to do that. How weird was it this past season? I mean, were you really worried about, you know, COVID-19 and how it could, you know, potentially affect your recruiting, especially if, you know, there might not have been a football season in Colorado last fall?
1: Yeah, especially um with Chasa, you know, uh they told us we were gonna have a season, then they said they then they said we we weren't gonna have a season. And then eventually we did have a season, a shortened season, which I'm still blessed that we were able to have because without a season then I might not be where I am right now, but yeah, it was awesome to at least play a couple games this last fall.
0: I think I saw something online that said you were like considering potentially playing at a state if they if they didn't happen in Colorado. Is that true? And you know, kind of like how was that going to work out?
1: Yeah. So my plan was to uh, go to Iowa uh, in uh, Valley High School in West Des Moines with uh, my uh, ex quarterback Jake Rubley, and then um, with all the stuff going back and forth with Chassa. I just decided it was better to stay home and continue working with my school and hope that there was going to be a season in state.
0: You had a pretty you know, successful season last year, almost as many catches in six games as you had in 12 the year before. You know, What do you think allowed you to kind of elevate your game, I guess, to the next level? Was it just more targets, or did things just really click well this year?
1: Um, I think it was just my off-season off mentality, really. Uh, I worked really hard last season, I was motivated, and um, it just kind of ended up clicking. A lot of our uh, leading receivers graduated following my uh, sophomore year, and so I was kind of the main guy to put that on my shoulder, and it worked out pretty well.
0: You know, what do you consider to be your greatest strength as a football player? I know that's kind of a an awkward question to get asked on the spot, but you know, what, what do you think makes you a, a successful football player?
1: Uh, I think mainly it's my football IQ and my ability to go up and get the ball. Um, if, you watched, uh, if you watched my huddle highlights, you can see uh, multiple times where I go up and track the ball, and I use my ability to read to, you know, kind of space the field out for myself a little bit and see what I can do in the open field.
0: That was, you know, one of the things in my, wrote, in my write-up on you that I kind of highlighted was just your your ball skills your ability to kind of like shield off defenders and, you know, go, go up and get an aggressive catch with the hands. But you also played, you know, a little bit of, of defensive end. And is that something that you enjoyed? Are you going to play it again this year? Or are you going to focus, you know, solely on offense?
1: Um, I do plan to play defensive end this year. I, I enjoy it. Um, you know, defense is kind of a different, uh, you have you kind of have a different competitive edge. You yeah, know? It's kind of a different hard nose kind of style that you, you want to be, you want to be uh, different on defense. And it's, it's different with our coaches too because, you know, they coach us hard. And so it's always great to get a tackle for loss or something and celebrate with your
0: teammates. Do you think that experience just in the trenches and just kind of the hand-to-hand combat type stuff then, you know, benefits you on the offensive side, especially when it comes to, you know, run blocking and that type of stuff?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely. Playing in space on defense is very similar to playing in the slot or uh, playing a tight end because you're doing kind of the opposite thing. You're kind of swimming. You use those same swim th- swim moves on uh, offense and you're trying to block the guy out and man the guy up. So, yeah, I think it's very similar. Are
0: there ever times when you're, you know, matched up against the guy or you're just kind of thinking, you know, what would I try and do here if I was, you know, the defensive end? Or, you know, how, how what would I do if I'm trying to, to get through him? Does that play in your mind or – Do you just kind of go out and do your thing?
1: Yeah, definitely, because our coaches teach us um, specific steps we have to take, and I'm always looking for those steps, and especially hip hip placement, the direction of their hips, that always helps. So I'm definitely always looking for that on the defensive side of the ball.
0: Where are you kind of trying to, you know, refine your game? Obviously, you had a, a successful statistical season this past year. Where do you want to improve, you know, individually this year?
1: Um, individually I definitely would like to get uh, a couple more blocking clips uh, a couple more blocking highlights uh work on my blocking a little bit and then uh speed a little bit breakaway speed because uh coaches have told me that I have good uh speed out of the breaks and stuff they just want to see breakaway speed and so I've been working on my speed this summer as well
0: you know over the last I don't know like 10 to 15 years or so it kind of seems like you know the tight end is kind of revolutionize you know like modern passing offenses we see so many guys at the next level you know George Kittle and and Kelsey and all these guys who's your favorite you know tight end and is there anybody that you try and you know like emulate your game after or be like that's who I want to be like
1: um you know I really like uh George Kittle his ability to do it all uh he has a little bit of uh Kelsey in him He can go up and get that ball go and track the ball and then he's probably one of the best if not the best blocking tight ends in the NFL as well so I like his versatility versatility and I think I could do the same things
0: do you embrace blocking is that I mean I think everybody just naturally like going out and catching the ball is probably a little bit more fun but you know a guy like Trey McBride at CSU who's obviously had a lot of success one of the things I've talked to about him with frequently over the years is he's just like you know I I love blocking it's part of the game I like getting on on defenders, you can see it. He's one of those guys. Look like, where he pancakes somebody. He's gonna stand over him a little bit, flex. Like, does it get you in the game?
1: Oh yeah. I mean, early in my career, you know, I was all about catching the ball. I didn't really think about blocking that much. And then um, I've kind of started to embrace it more. I've kind of uh, accepted it as part of the game now. I went up to uh, when I went to Colorado State. Me and Coach Booth watched some film on Trey McBride in uh, practice and in games with him blocking, and it's it's something special.
0: Is it encouraging, you know, just being an up and coming tight end, you know, from the state of Colorado to see, you know, if I do the right things in this offense, I can really succeed. Because I mean, at this point, you know, Trey McBride's probably the face of CSU football.
1: Yeah. And that's exactly what the coaches have been telling me. They say if I'm gonna work my uh work my butt off this year and uh he said he can develop me into that kind of guy and I'm looking forward to working to become that kind of guy, that
0: Trey McBride in their offense. I saw on Twitter, you know, some interest from Wyoming, looked like offers from Western Michigan, Eastern Michigan. You know, have you what other schools were kind of talking to you? Was there anybody that, you know, you seriously considered other than CSU?
1: Um, there was a lot of Ivy Leagues, um, specifically uh Yale, uh Dartmouth. Um, they were recruiting me pretty hard out in the Ivy League and then um a couple power five schools here and there would reach out, give me some camp invites. Um, And then nothing really else besides a couple of Mountain West schools, um, as you said, Wyoming, but that
0: was about it. It's pretty cool to have some interest from, you know, the Ivy League. That's obviously not an opportunity that everybody gets, you know, you have to qualify academically. That's, you know, a big deal. I mean, what did that kind of mean to you just to, to have a school as prestigious as, you know, Dartmouth and Yale interested in you?
1: Yeah, I was honored, especially because you hear those, hear those schools as a little kid and you're like dang like those are the schools you want to get into later in life and especially be able to play football there but yeah it was it was an honor to be able to be recruited by those schools
0: we'll get right back to that interview but gotta shout out the homies over at DraftKings Sportsbook America's top rated sportsbook app We've got an absolute banger of a UFC event this weekend. Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier 3. It's all going down for UFC 264. If you want, we're actually having a watch party down at the DNVR bar. This is partnered with DraftKings. There's going to be an opportunity to win prizes, free gear. It's going to be epic. You don't want to miss out. Just like you don't want to miss out on the special offer that DraftKings is offering for this weekend's fight. You can get 264 to 1 odds on a knockout in this first round during Saturday's main event. If the rubber match ends in a first round knockout, you're going to walk away with some serious cash. Just pick the main event fighter you think will win by first round knockout. And DraftKings Sportsbook is going to give you 264 to 1 odds on that fighter. That means if you bet $1 and you pick the correct guy that wins by knockout in the first round, we're walking away with $264, easy as pie. No better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than putting your money where your mouth is And doing so with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry, if MMA is not for you, they've got offers and odds and promotions on basketball, hockey, so much more. You name it, they offer it. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $264. When you bet on a main event fighter to win by first-round knockout, Place your bet, watch the biz fly this weekend, and again, make sure you use that code DNBR when you sign up this weekend, this week, I should say. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only restrictions do apply at draftkingscom sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. I also want to acknowledge, my friends, over at Solace Meds, we partnered with a Premier Dispensary for you guys to get some smoking hot deals with. Solace Meds has four convenient Colorado locations, one in Fort Collins, one in Wheat Ridge, one off of Broadway, and one just blocks away from the DNVR bar on East Colfax. The entire month of July, they've got some crazy sales. You can get 25% off all of Wana products, 20% off all of the Open cured resin cartridges, off of green dot concentrates, 20% off 111 rosin cones. You can get a 10 cent pre-roll or a 10 milligram edible when you spend $50. They're going to have a concentrate sale on July 10th. That's going to be all day. On top of everything I just said, if you use the code DNVR20 at checkout, you're going to save 20% off your entire order. And if you happen to be in the Wheat Ridge location, you can get a free Solace Bar or King Cone when you mention that code as well. That's dnvr 20 and if you're in the Wheat Ridge location, you're going to get 20% off your order, along with the free Solace Bar, King Cone. Solace Meds makes your cannabis shopping experience a delight. Head to their website, look at the menu online, it's super convenient. You can pick it up, nice and easy. Visit solacemeds.com, purchase from there. Make sure you use DNBR20 to save 20% off your entire order. Does it take some pressure off of you going into your senior season, just given that you're committed and, you know, you kind of know what what your next step is going to be?
1: Yeah, of course. That's that's why I wanted to make this decision uh, this summer, especially heading into the last part of my uh, off-season training with my team and be able to focus on there um, and be able to be a leader on my team, especially.
0: How excited are you for your senior season? You know, fans in the stands again, you know, life getting a little bit more normal.
1: Yeah, I'm very excited, uh, especially to have fans in the stands, of course. It wasn't very fun playing with an empty stadium. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to uh, proving people wrong, especially uh, in my area. So, yeah, I think it will be a really fun opportunity this, this fall.
0: It's been a while since I've been to a Highlands Ranch game. Um, what's, the, what's the game day atmosphere like? You know, are the students into it? You know, who's, who's your guys' biggest rival?
1: uh yeah game days are really fun uh we always have prep rallies uh before our games and wearing our jerseys to school and uh most of our rivalry games as you uh ask what, who our rival was it's usually just every hellens ranch school because we're all rival <laughs> we're all um childhood best friends and yeah it's very fun to play your rival schools and most of those games are actually sold out every every uh year so they're really fun to play in
0: is that process kind of weird you know I. Do- guys you grew up with playing you know little little league football with and then all of a sudden you go to rival high schools like are you are you guys talking smack in the middle of the games or is it a situation where it's just like let's just play and get it over with then we can be friends just you know what's that kind of like
1: oh yeah it's really fun because um I bet um during any of those games you know at least 50 percent of the kids on the other side of the ball so yeah you talk a little smack to them during the game then after the game you can say what's up but it's always fun
0: to play against some of your uh, childhood friends. Just kind of through the, throughout this entire recruitment process, you know, both for you individually and just kind of what you've observed, do you feel like Colorado football players are slept on a little bit, maybe due to, you know, like perceptions of the the talent level in, in the state?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, you know, in a couple highlight uh, videos that I watched, uh, you can just tell that the some of the talent in this state, uh, doesn't match up to the states in other, in other, or it doesn't match up to the competition in other states. But, um, I think we're definitely slept on and it just comes down to an evaluation of a one-on-one evaluation of yourself and, uh, what you can do. And
0: that's about it. You know, Steve Adazio, he's often said that he wants a lot of Colorado guys because he thinks they're going to take great pride in, you know, representing a, a state school and you know, being from here and and growing up seeing it. It's been a while since CSU's been a winner, you know, what makes you believe that, you know, things are going to turn around and that this is a program that has a bright future?
1: Yeah, you know, these past uh, two recruiting classes that he's had have been really good and I I like the leadership in them. Uh, I've been talking to uh, Jake McNamara, quarterback commit. Uh, We have a group chat with all our guys and, uh, I think it's it's just the belief that we have that we can turn this thing around. And especially with the coaches, they've implemented that into the program and they really want to see things get better and have a championship
0: football team. Now, you mentioned Coach Booth. I imagine, you know, you've talked to Steve Dazio at some point or, you know, have you been in contact with any of the other coaches? Did you get to meet any of the players at the camp?
1: Um, I've been in contact with um, the wide receiver coach, the new one from uh, Ball State, Coach Bailey. Mm Mm-hmm. And then um, I saw a couple players at the camp. I saw Trey McBride at the camp. He was coaching me the whole time. Uh, And then a couple of the tight ends um, on the roster.
0: I saw, you know, on Twitter, you kind of, you posted a picture in the, in the all white uniforms. Are those your favorite? You know, which, which of the uniforms you kind of like, that's kind of a big deal nowadays is the, the uniform and the recruiting swag.
1: Yeah. I mean, I like the, I like the traditional, you know, uh, the traditional Aggie uniforms, the orange. And then uh, I really like the new uh, Colorado pride uniforms that they brought out uh, a couple of years ago.
0: Are you looking forward to wearing those, especially just given like you are a Colorado kid and like being, you know, at the D1 level, wearing the state flag on the helmet, you know, in front of 35,000 people.
1: Yeah, that'd be awesome. I, I, first time I put on that uniform, I'll definitely take a great, great, uh, great amount of pride in doing that and running out into the field and Yeah, it'll be a really good, really good experience.
0: Did you hear from CU at all throughout any of this process?
1: Yeah, I did not. Um, I talked to their uh, tight end coach previously uh, a little bit, but, uh, you know, they didn't really recruit me throughout the process. And it seems to be a trend with not just me and a lot more uh, Colorado high school football players in the last few years.
0: Does that put a chip on your shoulder? I mean, obviously, like, you know, you take great pride in getting the interest from CSU, but you know, they're, they're, you know, the PAC 12 school, the big D one school, does, does that make you want to be like, well, looking forward to playing you in a couple of years. Cause you should have offered me. Oh yeah. Rocky Mountain Showdown. is coming. Yeah. <laughs> well, man, thank you so much for doing this. It was, it was great to get your perspective and, and chat with you. Obviously really looking forward to covering you in the future and, you know, congratulations again.
1: Oh yeah. Thank you for having me.
0: One last thing just before you go, you know what? What do you have? Anything you want to say to like CSU Ram fans that might be listening? You know, wh- why should they be excited about Jade Royo committing to Colorado State? Uh,
1: they should be excited for not just me. They should be excited for all the commits that we have in this class, and we're going to turn this thing around.